So in a recent training with some project managers and sales assistants, I heard a young man say, I'm looking for a promotion. To which I said, that's interesting. Tell me more. So he's a recent college graduate. He had these big lofty goals and dreams of where he was headed in his career. And as we dug into it and realized asking why and what and how, he didn't really have any idea of where he wanted to go. He just wanted a promotion because he saw himself as entry level. And what really stuck with me is this idea that maybe we aren't teaching the foundations of goal setting at an early enough age. Maybe these are things that we get in the workforce, we pull along the way somewhere, but ultimately, I saw this young man making some goal setting mistakes that I don't want any of you to make. So we cleared it up for him and we hope to help you with some of those today. Welcome to Diary of a Worthy Pursuit. Where we talk about how to get what you truly want in life and in business. That is so interesting because I've had potential employees ask about room for growth and stuff like this. Yeah. And when I lay out what's available, they're like, okay. And I say, what are you looking for? They're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like it was almost scripted that they have to look for something. I need a promotion. Yeah. But when you ask them, like, what's a promotion? They're like, I, I don't know. Right. I just know I'm supposed to ask What are you for even it. looking for in a, in a role? I think that that's one of the, the questions that I love to ask in interviews is, where do you see yourself mm-hmm. in, and for young people it's hard, but where do you see yourself in three years? Because five, 10 years, that's too far down the road. You can't script that when you're it's 22. Yeah. Right? Not that you can script it when you're 38, but it's that idea of you have to be able to see a brighter future for mm-hmm. yourself before you can really even set a goal of how you want to get there, right? There's this quote that I love that, oh, I think it's from Alice in Wonderland. If you don't know where you're going, any road will do. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> if you don't have this idea of where you're headed, any step is going to work. Any promotion is going to work for me. I just want a promotion because mm-hmm. then I can say I got promoted. Well, are you going in the right direction? Yeah, for what you want. It's interesting that you say that. I love that Alice in Wonderland quote. Yeah. Because I feel like some people will say that they want to go, that goal mm-hmm. or something like that, and not really take steps to achieve it, but they can't say that they failed then. Yeah. Because if they don't tell anyone that they had a goal, right. or if they have a vague goal, like I want to be upright tomorrow, <laughs> or something like that, yeah. right, where it's not something that's actually pushing them, mm-hmm. then they can't fail, or they can't get rejected, and therefore they can be comfortable. Yeah. And everything's cool and kosher, right? Yeah. Well, so, but then what fun is that? No fun. Yeah. No, if it's you're grow not, or die. If you're not growing, you're dying, right? Yeah. I love that, um, that saying of yours. So. We want you to avoid some of these goal setting mistakes that we have seen, that we've experienced, and you know, hopefully you can head into wherever you're going next, the next few months or a year in your business and, and yeah. be a little bit more organized. So you mentioned this first one, which we're gonna talk about, which is just this idea that it's too general. Right. It's too vague. I wanna be healthier. I wanna be rich. Right. I wanna be in shape. Yeah. I wanna be happy. Mm, that one's <laughs> elusive. What does that even mean? Right, yeah, yeah. Moment to yeah. moment or something, or like, hey, here's a cookie. I don't right. know, what is it? Yeah, it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's, if, you're not, if you don't define it, yeah. or it's too broad to even know if you actually achieved it. Yeah, so we need to be more specific. Mm-hmm. So I was just running a goal setting uh, workshop yesterday, and one of the things that we talked about was, what does that even mean? So the example I used was, I wanna get out of debt. Okay, well, that's a little more mm-hmm. specific. We've got some financial goal, but what does that even mean? How do we be specific? So that example might be, okay, I want to pay off a car loan. 
and then in the amount of whatever it is, $12,000. Okay, cool, that's very specific. Not only do I know that I wanna get out of debt, but I'm gonna pay off this car loan in the amount of $12,000. Yeah, and then do they have, did you work out a plan for them? Well, we took one step at a time. Let's, okay. let's set the goal. <laughs> What's the goal? What's the goal? <laughs> let's just have a vision of where I we're heading. I want to pay off the car by tomorrow, and I'm yeah. making 10 bucks an hour oh, kind of thing? So or? in this, great point. So another mistake we see people make is that they don't make it time-bound, right? So in three months, let's say. Because if you don't have a, if you don't have a finish line, one, I don't know how much it's going to take me to pay it off, right? Mm -hmm. So my finish line, my measurable piece of it is I got to pay off $12,000. Okay, now I know if I've done it or not. Right. I want to do it in three months. Okay, now I know what my deadline is. Then that helps me actually create some urgency too. Fair, totally fair. Because yes. if I'm like, I'm going to start a business someday. Someday. Cool, someday isn't going to inspire me to take any action no. today. No, not at all. Someday, hopefully, maybe. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> Might as well put it up on a shelf. After this thing, right? After mm -hmm. New Year's, after Easter, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you make up the, the deadlines that have absolutely nothing to do with the goal that you're right. actually trying to achieve. Or, mm -hmm. or maybe not even trying. Talking about achieving. Yeah. I'm going to lose weight next year. Right. Or after New Year's, you were mentioning. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the other things that I see people do is they choose an arbitrary date. And we all kind of choose January 1st as the, okay, I'm going to start this new big life change January 1st, start of a new year. And that's cool if you need that big motivational change. But what makes more sense for people is just to make a decision and then make consistent action. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be January 1st. It could be October 15th or yeah. whatever you decide it is. Like, Tuesday is as great as January 1st if you make a decision. Totally, absolutely. I was joking with someone that I'm going to start a business that rents out treadmills from January through March to all these health club places because after March, they don't need them anymore. Right. <laughs> but I didn't know, space. like, how would you rent them all out January through March, but then... You got to store gotta, them somewhere. Then I got to deal with them. Yeah, right? But that's the joke, right? Like, there are all those classes and everything are mm -hmm. packed January, and then as March comes out... Eh. Right. Couch is cozy. Well, and I think that the the piece of that that really why people fall off the treadmill or the wagon, whatever, is they don't connect to a why. Mm -hmm. So why do I even want to do this thing? And that's another mistake that I think people make because they lose their way when they lose their why. So it's this idea of like, okay, I want to be healthier. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's be more specific. I want to go to the gym and we drill it down even more. Okay, I'm going to go on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'm going to go at 6 a.m. and I'm going to start on October 2nd and go through the end of the year, whatever. That's very specific. That's a very smart, smarter goal. Mm -hmm. But if I don't say, well, why do I want to be healthier? Right. Why do I want to go to the gym? When I ultimately get in that messy middle of like, I don't feel like getting up today and going to the gym, I'm not going to go because right. I don't have any internal pull of why am I doing this? So asking yourself some of those questions like, who am I working on becoming? Mm -hmm. Or what's at risk if I don't do this thing? That Fair. one can be extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. And if the thing that's at risk is like, hey, if I don't do something to change my health, I'm not going to be around when my kids have kids. Or maybe it's even more immediate and you've got some scary health stuff going on. And it's like, if I don't make any changes, then maybe it means I'm not around next year. Right. That's motivating. Or I can't keep up with my kid. Yeah. Right now, that's right. one. Or you got a vacation and you want to look good in your swimsuit or something like right. that. Or you know your friends are doing some things that you can't mm -hmm. do because you're just not in shape enough to do them. Yeah. Or something of that nature where it's a bigger, where there's other people involved in the in your results. Yeah, more of an extrinsic motivation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've, I feel for me anyways, that's helpful. It's also, I mean, I have the health one to keep up with my kid. Mm -hmm. Like you gotta, it's very tough sometimes because that kid's a machine. <laughs> but a lot of times you'll play grownups versus kids. Yeah. And you know, grownups gotta win. Right, of course. So <laughs> we were playing a parents versus kids neighborhood kickball game. Okay. And the kids have five million kids. I don't know, we maybe had seven or eight parents. And it was interesting because I pulled the parents aside and I'm like, look, we got to just destroy that ball, right? We're not going to take it easy on these kids because we've been taking it easy on them for nine years. Yeah. They believe that the world, life is easy. So we got to make them run and we got to play full out here. And the parents are like, all right. And it's interesting because parents destroyed the kids because the parents were very organized and this is what we're going to do and mm -hmm. this is how we have to play. And granted... We only had seven or eight of us, so it was very easy to get um, people to agree. Mm -hmm. Where the kids, they were all over the place. There was <laughs> groups of them that were oblivious to the ball being in play. Yeah. And there were kids that were like, we got to beat mom and dad kind of thing. <laughs> there were kids that were just their sole goal was to take the ball and throw it at their parent, whatever, fine. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting because they weren't unified. So it was much easier since we had to focus on our goal. We had a reason for it happening. It was so... It was way more fun. Yeah. And we won, so that was cool. Goal accomplished. Right. <laughs> well, but there was even a deeper why in that. Yeah, we want we want to show we want to keep up with them. We want to show them we can do this. But I love the more intrinsic thing of like we're not gonna teach them that life is easy. Right. That they have to work for some things. So yeah, mm -hmm. there was another why behind that specific goal. That's yeah, what are you teaching them? What are you yeah, teaching them? Right. <laughs> so it went beyond just us playing a game. Yeah. It was us teaching them how to lose. And right. And even, I guess there were other times that the kids beat us. And I asked my kid, I said, how many parents did you see crying because we lost? Mm. And he's like, none. I said, well, last week when you guys lost, how many kids were crying? Like half the crowd. Yeah, so, right. So we're just like, eh, hey, whatever, it's another game. Move on with your life. It's it a valuable lesson. pretty much nothing. Yeah. So just understand, right? Right. So. The, the motivation is so helpful, though. Yeah, I right. love that. I'm not letting the kids win. That's no, great. we will crush yeah. them like their dreams, right? Yeah. Well, another uh, mistake that we see is this idea that people just play it safe. Very. You know? So this idea of, like, you could let them win, and you could let them think that life is easy. You could say, you know, I want to... I want to make one more dollar next year than I made this year. <laughs> right. I want to grow by 500 bucks, right? That's safe. That's easy. And mm -hmm. it, frankly, it's not motivating. No, no. If Comfort and complacency yeah. are two of the most painful feelings that I think people should have or should avoid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because once at any point when you're comfortable, somebody else, your competition is working hard and going through pain and challenges mm -hmm. to beat you, go above you, surpass you. I love that alliteration, comfort and complacency. Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. Yeah. I think a lot of us play it safe way too often. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is just the way I've always done it, so this is the way I'm going to continue to do it. Oh, my gosh, the worst phrase I could ever hear an employee <laughs> say. This is the way we've always done it. Yeah. Like, whoa, it doesn't make it right. Right, red flag, yeah. huge red flag. Huge red flag. But even in your life. Uh, just playing it safe, being like, well, I've been healthy or my relationship's fine, so I don't really need to do anything to grow here. And it's like, right. well, so what is that saying? 
I, I get that not everyone is an optimizer, like, you know, maybe we are, <laughs> right. but that idea of, you know, how can you make it better by then just 1% or, you know, mm -hmm. some people say, if you try to 10x something rather than just trying to grow by 10%, whoa, you have to change a lot of things and that's yeah. not safe, that's really risky. And that's how we wanna go about it. Our goals should be risky. They should feel like, eh, I don't know how this is gonna work. You should have uncertainty yeah. and fear. I think you should have uh, the stomach for risk, but also understand that if you're not risking anything, you will not gain anything. Mm. And if you're not gaining anything, then what's the point? Yeah. Plus, you raised an interesting point when you describe something as fine. Like for most things, if somebody's like, hey, how's that? How's your car, your house, your relationship, your yeah. health, whatever? If I answer fine to any of that, it's probably not very good. Right. Like, Fair. How's your day? It's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's not a goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that word in particular is has just been people's default of like, I clearly don't want to tell you what's going on, but everything is not great here, but I don't want you to ask any questions. Yeah, I'm tolerating it for the moment. Yes, tolerating. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, what a, what a word. Weak, gross, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> right. What else we have here not actionable? Yeah, absolutely. So I see a lot of people set goals in like the, I want to be more healthy. I want to be a more intentional parent. I want to be a successful business owner. And that's great. It's good to think about who you want to become in the process of your goals, but that doesn't help you take action. Mm -hmm. So being a person is great in my mind, but I have to like take action every day and make a vote toward becoming that person because the more I show up as that person and stack actions, mm -hmm. then I can look back and see, look at all these actions that I took, look at all, all these votes I have for me becoming that kind of person and it builds your confidence that then, oh, here you are. All so right. let's use the example of being a more intentional parent. Mm -hmm. I wanna be more of an intentional parent. I had this goal this past quarter. I wanna spend 10 dedicated minutes with each kid every day. And I can't say that I feel like I nailed this, but that was my way of trying to be more intentional. I made it specific. I said, each day, I'm mm -hmm. gonna spend 10 minutes with each kid. I'm gonna do it in the morning that seems before low they me, leave for school. Is that low? I don't know. Well, I was thinking like 10 dedicated minutes with just this kid. One-on-one? -on -one. One-on-one. Oh, okay. Yes. And how many kids do you have? I have two. Okay. So there's plenty of times where like we're doing things together or they're playing while I'm picking up toys or we're oh. all outside together. But like intentionally, I'm gonna sit here and do whatever you want with right. you for 10 minutes. Even if that means like I'm gonna make dinosaur noises and play your dino thing or like <laughs> you want me to pretend to be the 15 number block, whatever it is, 10 minutes. And that's how I tried to make it more specific and measurable. But it was a habit goal all right. for me because it was like, well, I try to do this I tried to do it every day. Clearly, I did not hit the mark, but All I right. feel like I probably did it more days than I didn't do it. Okay. So rather than being, my mm -hmm. action was spend 10 minutes, focus for 10 minutes on each kid. Mm -hmm. And then I knew what my action was. My action was almost don't take action, shut off everything else so you can be here. All right. And what was the broader goal, if you don't mind me asking, pressing a little bit here? Yeah, well, I think the broader goal was one, to be more intentional, but two, to create more of that connection. Okay, with kid? I also think that the more I read, the, there's so much parenting advice out there, right? But <laughs> right. 
I thought the more intention that I gave them, mm -hmm. the less likely they might be to act out oh. or have tantrums and things like that because they wanted my attention okay. and they weren't getting it and I didn't want to give them negative attention. Sure. So if I could start with positive intention, then maybe we could prevent some of those negative ones. All right, which would allow you to do your other stuff, achieve your other goals yes. without interruption or with fewer interruptions. Right. Yes. And then looking at the time that you spent with your kid, if you look at that when the kid's 20, Right. How are they going to be as a person versus if you don't spend the time with them, how are they going to mm -hmm. be as a person when they're 20? Yeah. So I feel like there's larger larger goals there than just that small one. Right. Or as far maybe goals, wrong word, uh, larger reasons yeah. or whys. Well, I have this intention, right? So goals are truly about who you want to become, but the the goal itself needs to m inspire you to take action, mm -hmm. inspire you to do something. Uh, you know, if I say I want to create a deeper connection with God or through my faith, well, I can't just say I'm going to do that. What does that look like? Maybe that means like I'm going to read a daily devotional every morning. I'm going to go to church every Sunday. Whatever it is, there needs to be an action to prove that you're putting votes into becoming that person. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So the days that you did not spend yeah. one-on-one, how did mm -hmm. you feel? <sighs> kind of like a failure, oh, which okay. sucks because then you check yourself. Yeah. But then when I had that negative self-talk, I'd be like, but you're still spending more time with them intentionally focused mm -hmm. than you did before when you were trying to multitask. So then in those days that you did not spend time, mm -hmm. did you think back to why you didn't or what was in the way or what? Yeah, I imagine it's tough because you got to have somebody else take care of the other kid mm -hmm. while you're spending time. Or so the other kid's got to be like tied up in a screen or sure. doing their own thing. We're going to lock you in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Click. Yeah, whatever. I mean, did you map out like, okay, that didn't work today because, and now I can figure out what do I have to do the next day to avoid that? Yeah. So I do a practice called the weekly preview where I look back and reflect. I think a lot of us don't reflect on what happened this week, what worked and what didn't and why. And then what am I going to keep, improve, start, stop, the whole KISS idea. So on the times that I did reflect and say, why didn't that happen? Or why did it only happen three days and not five or seven? It's usually because I don't give myself enough time. Oh. Like I didn't wake up early enough to get my stuff done before the kids woke up so I could focus on them solely when they were awake. Okay. And instead I was trying to do my things while they were awake. So I was trying to multitask. That was a big hurdle for me. So honoring my wake-up times, and now I'm getting up earlier to try to do that. All right. And then just things like not being on a united front as a parental unit. Oh, you know, okay. there's some days where, you know, as you're shifting schedules, it might be a, hey, you need to pick, I need to drop off the kids today so you can pick them up so I can go do this thing. So... I don't have that time this morning, sure. right? And I realized again that all these were excuses or that I was creating, which were really choices that then I said, well, that's okay because all right. when when you look at it, that doesn't feel good. Like, no. hey, it's okay that I didn't spend time with my kid because I didn't wake up early enough. Like that uh, feels awful. No excuses. Right? <laughs> so then you start to reevaluate, well, how do I then align how I'm spending my time with this goal? And right. I think that that's a a big issue people have is they set the goal, but then they don't align their time with how mm. they need to take action to get there. Sure. So you're, I guess the, the good point that I'm seeing there or hearing is always be improving. Yeah. To, nobody has it all figured out. No. So you just look back, what do we do? Tweak, mm -hmm. improvise, adapt, move on. Right. Rinse, repeat every single day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think the, the takeaway there is just reflect. Like 
you're never going to be able to say 90 months or 90 months, 90 days later, let's say you set a quarterly goal, did I make it or not? Like yes or no. You should be checking in periodically. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, that's another thing that people miss is it's a yes or no, and they don't give themselves opportunity to adjust along the way. All right. Uh, what is it? I was reading something about airplanes and how somebody who takes off from L an airplane that takes off from L.A., there's like a one or two degree difference in landing in Chicago and landing in Washington, D.C. Oh, but sure. it's two very different, you know, destinations. Yeah. So along the way, if they get off, they can end up way off course. So if they don't evaluate every once in a while and say, oh, we need to make a little correction. Mm -hmm. Oh, we need to make a little correction. They're going to end up in the wrong place. Yeah, you're constantly shifting when you're yeah. flying. Yeah, 90% of the time you're off course. Right. With, well, I mean, seriously, with wind and stuff like that. And avoiding other planes. Avoiding storms. Yeah, yeah. Right. You just have to adapt. It's constant correction. But Absolutely. That's, I mean, it's built for that, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a missile. It's just, right. you have all kinds of things. To, I don't want to fly in a missile. No, no. You know, it's not like you just shoot it once and just like, hope we land. Right. Right, a lawn dart. <laughs> there's controls and things that you can constantly adapt, which right. is the way that we have to move. Well, and what I like, too, about this analogy is that idea of that then there is a destination. Then there is a point where we know that we're going. So many of us create these goals, but we don't have a, an end point. They're too open-ended. Mm -hmm. So we can't say, yes, we did, or no, we didn't do that thing, and then reevaluate for the next 90 days or the next six months. Right. So it's in my situation, it would be, hey, I'm going to try to do this five days a week for 90 days and see how it comes up. But, you know, if you're training for a marathon, you're going to run maybe every, you're going to run three times a week for 90 days mm -hmm. or whatever that is. You need to have an end point. So you know that you can look back and say, yeah, I did the thing. Or, right. nope, I didn't do the thing. Right. Fair. Yeah, I guess when I had a goal, uh, I can remember with my print repair company, when I had goals of selling printers and toner and all that sure. kind of stuff, I had a whole whiteboard laid out. Mm -hmm. So every single week, I would change the numbers to see, like, this is my big goal. Yeah. And am I on target to I achieve that. that goal? Yeah. It was very interesting because then sometimes you weren't, like you're, you're low mm -hmm. or whatever. And so then you figure out, like, okay, is the goal, is that still achievable? Yeah. Or do I have to adjust the goal? Or what do I have to do to get back on track? Mm-hmm. And it was very nice to see that because it also helped, I guess, like you were saying before, how you can look and see how far you've come. Yeah. But you're also looking at what does it take to keep going In that where direction. I want to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think the thing, especially related to, like, revenue habits or growing business that I think people miss is they we set these achievement goals, right? I'm going to reach this. I'm going to sign this many clients. I want to be here by the end of the year. But that might feel very elusive to people. So sometimes those are better served to be a habit goal. Mm -hmm. So what small actions could I take every week to get there that might be more motivating and feel more concrete and sustainable than trying to reach for this thing that I feel like I will never get to. Yeah, when you chunk it down like that. Right. Much more so achievable. you make it more manageable. So if you want to sign 12 new clients in a quarter, okay, that's one client a week. Mm -hmm. And then what do you need to do to get one client a week? Well, maybe it's five prospect calls or it's, you know, 10 discovery calls or whatever the thing is. You need to put together 15 estimates to get five clients. So, yeah, having those measures of the, what do they call them? There's lagging measures and leading measures. Oh, I remember so, that. Yeah, so the lagging measures are, can you see, they give you after the fact ideas of if you're getting there. So, right, activity okay. can be leading measures. You can see that maybe you're not going to hit your goals because, 
I didn't do enough calls or I didn't put out enough estimates. But the lagging measures are more things like revenue. All right. Or client number. Okay. Because those are things that kind of happen after the, after the fact, after the sale. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it takes a little time for them to catch up. Right. So at the end of the quarter, it's not like, hey, it's whatever, March 31st. Mm -hmm. Did I achieve the goal? Like, well, we'll find out in May. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. Interesting. What else we got here? We don't have too much time here. So too boring. Tell me about yeah. that. That's funny. <laughs> well, a goal should be able to wake you up in the morning, right? Make you excited to get up and do your thing, right? So if your goal is like, I'm going to make three widgets today and you don't care about making widgets, you want to like go write a book, that's awful for you. Mm -hmm. So just make sure it's something that you're excited to get up and do in the morning. All right. Yeah. So not the... Not the oatmeal goal. <laughs> Not the oatmeal goal. That's a really good way to think about it. But on the, you know, on the flip side, it also shouldn't be too delusional, right. right? So you got to find that happy medium of like, oh, mm -hmm. this is boring, this is safe, versus, oh, you're nuts. You're not going to hit a million dollars the first year you start a business. Maybe you are, but you know, if it's in your delusional zone, you got to scale it back a little bit. All so right. it's about being, where are you in your season of life? Where are you in your and your maturity of your business mm -hmm. and what do you need to, to keep in mind, right? Because if I have a new baby at home and I want to like grow my team from five to 50 while I have a newborn, that's probably unrealistic and not relevant for the season of life I'm in. Sure. Fair. Fair. The too boring, I guess, as I'm thinking about that is probably something that if you presented that to your friends, they would either roll their eyes or say, no one cares. So what? <laughs> so so what? what? Yeah. That's a that's so, a great gauge and filter. Have you ever set a boring goal? I'm sure I have in my life. Okay. I can't think of one right now. All right. Would it be, I guess I'm trying to think of an example of one that somebody may. Yeah. Because I guess I'm so goal driven mm -hmm. that if somebody's like, this is my goal. I'm going to read 500 Nora Robert books by the end of the <laughs> year. I would still say that great. Why? Yeah. But great. Well, but that's a good point. Boring is you know, in the eyes of the boulder. It's very subjective because sure. to that person that might be like, I love reading. I want to, you know, read for 30 minutes a night or 500 books a year, whatever it is. Is that even possible? But I don't know, maybe <laughs> certain people. But I think that that's that idea of it really is who you are. So for me, a boring goal might be like, I want to get a promotion and climb the corporate ladder. Cool. That's not who I am. Okay. But for me, growing a business and being able to hire an employee, that's kind of exciting. That's right. not boring. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. So not oatmeal, not too delusional. <laughs> not oatmeal, but not delusional. All right. Fair. Yeah. Are there any goals that you've set in the past that you're like, oh, I didn't hit this. And now because of these mistakes we've talked about, I can pinpoint why? Um, yeah, I guess with calls on call, mm -hmm. I've had the big, my goal for years has been to hit a million dollars in revenue. Okay. For years. Yeah. And the big... One of the big reasons for that uh, is because if you want to sell it, it's much easier to sell a company that's doing a million yeah. than not. Right. That seems to be the magic number for companies that are interested in buying. And that's, I don't know if that's specific to the call answering industry or or any business. I don't know. Sure. Um, but that's, it's a, it would be a stretch. And I had, I even laid out like, this is what has to happen. This is how it has to happen. But in my plan, I have always, always failed to have the mistakes that employees make. Mm. And mistakes can be employee messes up, so client leaves, sure. whatever. That's pretty rare. Uh, but I would never put in there, employee just doesn't show up for work, even though that's oh, a thing. Oh, yeah. And I would never put in there, um, 
oh man, just problems, mm-hmm. problems that can happen. So I remember I have incorporated delays, right? Sure. But they weren't, those delays were not attached to anything that I would know is a likely possibility, right? Yeah. Like I'd say like, ah, oh, we got an extra 90 days in there to achieve this just in case something happens, right? Mm-hmm. Pandemic wasn't in there. Of course not. Right? I don't think it was in anybody's plan. Yeah, and stuff like um, marketing. Marketing is a tough one because mm-hmm. you put in your plan like, hey, I'm going to spend this much on marketing. I'm going to throw out this much, do this many things. Yeah. But then your assumption is that your close rate, I guess that whole funnel, that that's going to match what it was before. Yeah. And marketing, that's a total gray area. Mm-hmm. So according to my plan, it's going to work because it worked before. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that those percentages are going to stay the same and all that yeah. jazz, right? What got me one client isn't going to get me 10. And depending on how warm they are when they even come in, yeah. will determine your, totally. your conversion. But what I hear you saying, though, is that a lot of us maybe don't create the plan. So that's another goal setting mistake is once you have it, make sure you have a plan. But then also plan for the obstacles. Right. Plan for those things that could go wrong, what's going to trip you up, and just have in your brain that those things are going to happen so that it doesn't completely derail you when that comes up. Yeah. Interesting. I'm reading this book about the fall of the Bell system. Okay. Uh, Bell telephone system, which is crazy interesting to me because mm-hmm. this book was published in um, 1982, something like that. Okay. Anyways, there's a guy, long story short, MCI was this tiny company. Okay. And there's a guy that comes to them and says, hey, MCI guys, what are you doing? And they're like, uh, this, we need $40,000. And he's this entrepreneur, go get him guy. And he buys them out and launches MCI into this huge thing. Oh, my goodness. So these guys were kind of stuck in their little belief system. Playing it small. Yeah, not going for big goals. And yeah. he got in there and was big competition. So. Oh, my gosh. At any rate, good But times. that's a great success story in how to set a goal and what you can see. So yeah. hopefully you'll learn from these goal-setting mistakes. And this has been Diary of a Worthy Pursuit. How to get what you truly want in life and business.